0: Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.
1: on-air automotive magazine. Oddly enough, it's mine too, and it's the other guy, Fred Staub, you're about to see and hear. Uh, This is your on-air automotive magazine,
0: and as a magazine, we have a lot of stories. Yeah, we sure do, Les, and uh, there's quite a range of stories uh, this week, and we're going to start with oil briefly Dipping below $100 a barrel this week. Yep. Last time I checked, uh, Brent crude now was back up to $107. But does that mean pump pain may be reduced? And it may be reduced. So we'll talk about that.
1: Yeah, it may be. And uh, Ford is leaving out features. Boy, we're hearing a lot of that. And adding... Blank-off plates. I, haven't, I have not seen a blank-off plate since the 60s.
0: Yeah, that's the plate you get when you just don't order the radio. Or wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, um, we'll talk about it because what it means, Les, is when these cars are in the used market a few years from now, what yep. will it mean when, when it's just a plate where those features used to be? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. And could Audi... Be talking about getting into the pickup truck business. Well, a journalist asked a question, just a crazy question, shouted it out to the Audi boss, and he actually gave a real answer, and it could be surprising.
1: It could be. And uh, could a new assembly plant for Rivian mean the end of automotive dealers? Well, I'm telling you, they're, they're sealing their own doom. Yeah, they sure are. Dealers, that
0: is. They sure are. And uh, as the Tesla turns, Mega Edition, (laughs) a a massive across-the-board price increase. We're talking multiple thousands. Terminated Truth Teller, somebody who said, hey, this full self-driving doesn't really work. Uh, Well, that person was terminated. And Elon wants to punch out a tyrant. But he's told he may need to pump up first. <laughs> oh, uh, I I heard pump you up. I I really did when this guy said.
1: <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't you like to see that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it, we'll tell everybody, but they probably already saw it on TV. But. Yeah,
0: yeah, all that and more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio. I mean, Elon Musk just just does, doesn't disappoint. It's something new every week. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's always one in the automotive industry. It used to be Bob Lutz and then Sergio Marcioni uh, of FCA. And now it is Elon Musk, who is the gift, who keeps on giving. But we're just going to keep giving it to you here on Cruise Control.
1: It's easy for us. All we do is rip and read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you can't. You don't have to make it up because the guy does <laughs> crazy things. Yeah, so all that and more is coming up on Cruise Control. We will be right back, so stay tuned. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com, where you can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. It's all there, CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. The other guy you're about to hear is none other than Les Jackson. And... Yes, uh, indeed.
1: We're going to... I'm actually not at my uh, desk. I'm at the oil pump.
0: <laughs> You're at the oil pump you put in your backyard too.
1: That's right. waiting waiting uh, for it to to climb
0: past thousand uh, dollars. Well, it's interesting this week less uh, oil actually briefly. Drip, dri- dripped, dripped, yep. dropped below $100 a barrel. As I said, during the open, Brent crude was at 107 last time I checked. At its peak, it had hit $123 per barrel. And, of course, gasoline, uh, by me, I know is running about $4.39 a gallon. Uh, has it changed by you at all?
1: About the same. Um, I actually filled up earlier in the week at 4.03. Wow. Uh,
0: Such I actually
1: felt like I was getting a
0: deal. (laughs) Exactly. Well, uh, they tend to lag behind uh, several weeks, but this drop could mean lower prices at the pumps, according to Andrew Gross, who's a AAA spokesman. you know i guess it it depends it, it's sort of like the oil industry took a hit and then uh they've kind of you know certain suppliers have stepped up to replace russian oil and i guess that means there it the market is kind of settling a little bit right
1: well yes but there are some other factors um because we have the you know we have different oil industries in different countries yeah so and and the u.s oil industry we produce all but just a few percent of what we use um and it's very I'm, i'm quite angry about this it's very irritating to say the least that the government the congress isn't forcing our oil companies which reduced oil Production in the U.S. What before COVID started, or when it started, by thirteen percent, because
0: people weren't buying it; they didn't want to, and
1: blood. and they have held it there until this past Christmas, and they're still reducing by eight percent. Interesting, and and no, Congress, which of course is paid off by the oil lobbyists, uh, hasn't jumped on them because 8% more oil production means we wouldn't have to get any foreign oil. Right.
0: Right. So we don't know. So we who's don't know to blame here. We you don't know, know what's going to happen in Ukraine and how long it's going to go oh, on for, but
1: yeah, worldwide it's boy is just so dicey.
0: Yeah. So interesting though, perhaps a little bit of reduced pain at the pump, but what do we have coming up and not to, Not too long from now, but we have uh, the beginning of summer, don't we? And the prices always go up during that. They always go
1: up because travel goes up,
0: um, you know, and the demand
1: increases. But so personally, I think we'll be down to the mid threes by uh, by. May. Okay, Um, I'm, you know, just. Sort of guessing. It's an educated guess, but it's a guess.
0: All right. Well, the good news is that means a little less pain at the pump. Uh, Supply has been good. I haven't found any shortages anywhere. No, Um, me neither. But but the numbers have always been up easily over $4. And I tell you what, just like it pays to shop around for a car, guys, use GasBuddy.com or websites like that. I mean, I see certain stations in my area charging 550 for a gallon of gas when you can oh, go yeah. and get it for 439 why pay more the the gas is the same and you're I don't you know that person's just just taking your money right that's right and
1: and remember if you have a vehicle that generally uses premium you don't have to use premium right for the time being. You can use 87 octane. Your engine will not be harmed. Uh, Your It must run properly by law.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been built into the computers for 25 years.
0: Yeah. So save some money. Right. It basically just dials back the tune a little bit. That's it. A little less performance. interesting, you know, before we've said this on cruise control, Mazda is one of the manufacturers that actually lists horsepower on premium and horsepower on regular. So, uh, you know, it's certainly it's not going to hurt your engine. It can't. In any way, shape or form. So. Hey, you're listening to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. When we come back, we'll tell you about the return of blank off plates in cars. Oh, my. (laughs) Stay tuned to Cruise Control. Cruise Control.
1: And welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. Uh, Hey, Fred. Yeah, you remember the old days of uh, of vehicles <laughs> when when you if you didn't get a radio, yeah, you especially you because you drag race.
0: I got I had a car without with a radio delete in it, but I did put a radio in it.
1: Well, yeah, um, but it was the, the dashboards looked so sad. Yeah, I mean, with with that, it, the plate was the same color as the dash, St- but it just looked.
0: Les you're talking to a guy where they had blank offs for missing switches, and I just oh, bought yeah. I just bought a switch to put in it. <laughs> I didn't have I anything did. to use it on, but I, I did too. It looked terrible without it. It looked like this blob of plastic there. So, I did
1: too. I had a convertible Mustang that didn't have a power top, so there was a plate right there on the on the dash for the power top switch. So I just put a switch in there.
0: Right. Well those days of blank off plates are returning. Yes. And it here bring out the broken record less because it's due to guess what? The chip shortage. And we've been telling you about sure. this on the show for a long time that manufacturers had had vehicles building up they couldn't get parts so they started deleting parts from the vehicles that they didn't have to save on chips. Now it's the Ford Explorer this week. It's the rear seat climate controls. They control heated seats and, and the climate control. Um, and they're just going to uh, throw a blank off plate there. And mm-hmm. uh, eventually, when they get around to it, uh, according to the Detroit Free Press, Explorers will be shipped with, without the controls for the rear climate system. And when they get around to it, Theoretically, they will install these controls again. For the moment, Ford says customers are getting a $50 credit for, uh, in the case of the F-150, for accepting it without auto start, stop and start. which,
1: Which Harvard Business School weasel decides that it's a $50 value?
0: I don't know, and what, I want I wanted their names. What is the guarantee that you will get these parts when they come in? None, none. You know, uh, and as this uh, article points out, um, this is going to be what they call a minefield in the future for used cars, because you know, dealers are not going to go through and say, "Oh, well, this one never had the uh, rear climate control." controls installed or this right. one never got stop start again, but it does have the button for it or this one, you know, and so someone's going to bring it in and say, Hey, I can't control my air conditioning. And they'll say, well, it doesn't have, uh, uh, the controls for it, uh, or, Hey, I've got the button for heated seats, but they don't seem to be working. Oh, well that's because, you know, the parts are not there. Um, But you know, they'll still list those vehicles as having those features because, well, you know, they're not going to go through and look at each vehicle. And so it creates problems for small car car dealers, used car dealers, uh, and things like uh, companies like Carvana, because you got to call all this stuff out. And many people just won't return to the dealer to have them put in and who knows if they ever will get them put in or be offered. I
1: I'm I'm willing to guess that three quarters will never get them. Um, and, And the problem is the value of the used car is based on those options. Right. Oh, which you got $50 for right Um,
0: now, what
1: you what you can do, because I've been an expert witness in a number of these cases is you can sue them under Magnuson Moss, which we won't explain what that is. It's too complicated, but you can sue them because it's essentially a breach of warranty.
0: Can you say I was sold an incomplete vehicle? Yeah, yeah it's just, just the same as if someone said oh I, I forgot to put the starter on the engines <laughs> that's right <laughs> but it's a new vehicle you, to, you know you have to
1: sue the manufacturer it's not the dealer's fault yeah uh, but this is, this is gonna backfire really bad
0: yeah yeah it's it's folks it's something we're talking to you now from the future you say okay oh look there's a nice Ford Explorer. It's got the such-and-such such package. It should have heated seats in the front and the rear. Oh, rear climate control. I like that because we have passengers in the back all the time. And guess guess what? You get there and everything's <laughs> blanked off, right? I mean, the wiring will That's still right. be there. But, the wiring will be there. But if you go to buy these parts, they're going to be expensive.
1: They will be. Um, I, I'm, I would love to think, hope. That the, the manufacturers will create uh, aftermarket kits for these to be installed, but, but we don't. I, it's a hope. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah. It's just uh, something to think about for the future. If you are buying a vehicle that was made in the last couple of years, how long? When did the chip shortage actually start? It us?
1: started in
0: 2020,
1: but it didn't show up until late. 2020.
0: Right. Good times all around, isn't it? Uh, so, uh,
1: yeah, it's been a real carnival.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about an interesting thing that happened this week. Um, and it was, has to deal do with Audi's CEO, um, Marcus Dusman. He was being interviewed by AutoCar. And, uh, which is a European magazine, uh, and, uh, you know, it was sort of a question shouted by a reporter as, as he was leaving the room about, uh, Hey, you're gonna, is Audi gonna get, uh, into the pickup truck business? And the response was, I can't promise that we will do one, but we're looking into it. Interesting, right?
1: Uh, if they say that, then uh, they they mean they're going to do it.
0: Well, well uh, you think about it, it's kind of ironic because large SUVs started out as pickup trucks. They thought we can make more money with large uh, uh, creating a pickup truck and then putting a back on it so you can have a rear seat and a storage area, and hence the large SUV was born. They already had the whole infrastructure there of the pickup truck. We just had to basically add a cap on the back to make it into a large SUV. Of course, it's more sophisticated than that, but isn't it ironic that they may be taking SUVs and making them pickup trucks? (laughs) Well,
1: yeah. Variation Um, on a theme it What's interesting is that pickups are so popular that that brands that would never have considered it uh, are considering it
0: Well, Volkswagen has talked about a pickup truck in the u s for a long time um, true, and uh, I would think they would probably be more. You know, because in Europe, Volkswagen is a full truck lineup. They even have Class Eight trucks, which I found as one of the strangest things when I went to the uh, truck show in Frankfurt to see a giant, a giant tractor trailer with a VW logo on the front. But uh, I, I think, I think they will do it. Yeah, I, I definitely think they will do it. Um, and who knows? Maybe it will be like uh, one of those sort of pickup trucks, like uh, Santa Fe like I just reviewed, yeah. or the or the Honda Ridgeline. Um, but I don't know. We Put it in the comments. Would you like to see Audi build a pickup truck, and what would you base it off of? I think if they built a pickup truck uh, with the VW brand, it would be based off the Atlas, and that would be a pretty handsome pickup truck, don't you think? Uh, it, I think
1: it would. Uh, but my, my question is, uh, would they be something that could sell in countries other than the US.
0: I don't know. I can't answer that. But hmm. the takeaway is we probably will see some kind of Audi Volkswagen see pickup something. truck. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to tell you about the potential of a new plant, automotive assembly plant to get rid of dealers, auto dealers. What are we talking about? Well, we'll talk about that and we've got a massive As the Tesla turns. Stay (laughs) tuned. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. The other half of the operation is none other than Les Jackson, and we are here with you, telling you a lot about what's going on in the automotive world: blank off plates, high gas prices, <laughs> Audi pickups, and potentially, yep. Les, the end of automotive dealers. I hear cheering. Well, out there. it's
1: it's going to happen. There's a massive. Groundswell uh, everywhere to do to do this.
0: Well, they haven't made any, any friends during a sure. time. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, they feel it's their option to just uh, you know gouge. I told you about the story of the five thousand dollar market adjustment to a, a mm-hmm. Honda Civic. I also uh, told uh, friends last night, "Don't buy a new vehicle." They had one that's fine. It needs new tires. I said, get new tires. Get new <laughs> tires. Get new yep. tires. And uh, it's not the time to sell something that's working that you just want to change up to something different. Um, you know, unfortunately, it, you'll be in for a world of pain. <laughs> and and they're like, okay, we'll wait. So, uh, but anyway, let's talk about what I ha- how these things seem disconnected, but we'll tell you how they are connected. Rivian is building a $5 billion plant in Georgia, a $5 billion assembly plant in the state of Georgia. And uh, what they are want to do is make the uh, idea of, we'll build this plant if you allow us to sell directly, if you That's change right. your dealer. And... And, of course, Rivian makes electric pickup trucks. Um, they're ramping up production. They've had their troubles. I mean, they, they had a, a problem where they had people had locked in a price, and they said, we're going to have to raise it because, you know, things have changed since we've uh, put, this, uh, put this vehicle together as far as costs for um, parts and pieces. They also make a SUV based off of that uh, pickup truck, all electric. Nice vehicles, innovative designs, Mm -hmm. but they're saying to the state of Georgia, if we build this, we want to be able to sell directly to uh, our customers and not have to go and have dealers. And um, of course, the dealers are pushing back on this, but... um, they said it would only involve electric vehicle manufacturers, not all dealerships. Uh, so I think it's an innovative tactic, and it puts <laughs> it puts these politicians in a good spot because, well, how can they? How can they say, well, oh, you know what? I'm going to block this plant that would bring 7,500—that's right—good-paying jobs, and of course, as you know. If you bring in a plant that size, that means all the all the suppliers will be within 20 miles because it's just-in-time supply. So that could mean thousands and thousands of jobs, tens of thousands of jobs. And
1: millions upon millions in tax revenue. Yeah. Um, if – yeah, if <laughs>
0: – They have a big lever there, don't they? They have some good, a, good leverage yep. – because you don't want to be the person that said, "Hey, you know." So, I'm sure the car dealer lobbyists are gearing up. Uh, with uh, well, they're going to try, but
1: basically, this is this is walking into the legislature and saying, "Well, I have a, uh, I have a uh, a deal you can't refuse."
0: Yeah, it's uh, HB 460, uh, and it's interesting. Uh, because, what do you think? Do you think, not that they ever admit it to us, but do you think like GM and Ford and um, Stellantis would like to sell directly if they could? I believe mm-hmm. they would. I I, I believe so. Um, and uh, people say, well, you know, where would you get your vehicle serviced? Well, you would get it serviced by factory, actual factory people in a uh, service center in well, the factory dealership, right?
1: Or yeah, or the the dealers, the existing dealers, of course, who who will sell used cars and and service they they that's where they make their money.
0: Yeah. They don't make it uh, off of selling cars.
1: Well, they are now, but they <laughs> Well, yeah, if, don't. if
0: you if you just say, "Hey, it costs 10,000 more than the sticker." Yeah, you make that 10,000.
1: Yeah and and historically the relationship between the manufacturers and the dealers has never been
0: great so they may see the emergence of electric vehicles as a good time to rethink this relationship yep. as a good time and and dealers aren't helping themselves now with you know helping helping themselves to those market adjustments so really um, this may be the future. We may see this as a lever to say, I will build that plant and bring those jobs in the people that are at working at the dealerships, you know, uh, as far as, um, service and things like that, are not going to lose their jobs because they would just go and work for the company. Right.
1: That's right. Um, and, and by the way, I was just past the, uh, national auto dealers association headquarters this past thursday and reminded myself that it's a big uh, 12-story building office building Um, and basically they only occupy now about two floors they used to occupy the whole building wow Uh, they've been slowly over the past 15 years just dwindling away as a, um, as a powerful influence.
0: Yeah. Interesting. It could definitely change the way you buy a vehicle. Um, and I think, you know, I, I just, I'd rather deal with the company. When you ever deal with the company, if you bought something and you had a problem and say, Oh, we'll bring it in. And, you know, we'll just, we'll fix it up, you know? Um, and, it would end probably haggling. It would mean that buying a vehicle was buying a vehicle, you know, if that's, that's a right sticker, uh, you know, and then could it lower prices? Well, we'll talk about what happened it, with with, with uh, Tesla, who s- does sell directly. I still don't understand how he was able to maneuver that in certain states.
1: Uh, yeah, which is a different conversation thing. the only thing left over is the used car trade in thing uh but i believe that that used car well like carmax and a uh, carvana that's that's how you'd trade in your your used car you just sell it to them
0: i was reading something where um somebody Sold their, I think it was one of our automotive journalists colleagues, and they posted it on Facebook. They sold a Jaguar, their Jaguar, recent Jaguar, not a vintage one. They said it was painless. The guy came, he walked all around it, took some pictures, started it up, said, "I'm going to drive it for like ten minutes." And he said, "Fine." He's and he came back. And he said, "Yep, sounds good." He put a sticker on the dash. He had the uh, the seller uh, lock it up and gave him the keys, and he left it parked there in the street until the flatbed came the next day and picked it up. And he said hmm. the price was good. There's no haggle. And uh, it was all good. He said it was it couldn't be easier. They're like, we'll take it. Sounds good. And uh, to me, that's the future, right?
1: That's it. Yeah. Uh, it's efficient. Um, it, it makes an awful lot of sense and. In- Nobody likes to sit around a dealership for two or three hours, being uh, being worn down,
0: being worked. I always felt worked, like like you're yeah. being worked, and it was a show, and it was a show for no reason. Let's let's have fun. We're buying something fun, don't you? Like when you yeah. buy something, you know, a bigger item that you've been waiting on, anything like a TV, a computer, or whatever. It's kind of fun. You get it, you you select it, you order it. There it is, and then you and then you learn about it. And I think that those hijinks at the dealer takes the fun away from it.
1: I fully agree.
0: And they, it's so much effort for them. It's like, what, what why do this whole whole show when you could just sell it? You know, things like in, in your state, thousand dollars to fill out paperwork. I mean, that's right. That's that's wrong. That is wrong. It's. I'll bring my just... own pen. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I can go
1: to the DMV and get my own license plates.
0: Yeah, exactly. So anyway, well, we'll talk about it. We'd like to hear what you think. Leave us a note uh, on comments uh, on our Facebook page or um, on any one of our social media outlets. We, We appreciate it when you leave us some feedback for that. But look into the future of buying a car. When we come back, the Mega Edition. As the Tesla turns, (laughs) there's a lot going on this week, and it could get violent. So stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com.
1: Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Uh, I don't have the violin. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so just pretend you're listening to uh, Hearts and Flowers, <laughs> yeah. because it's as the Tesla turns.
0: Yeah, our own uh, our own little soap opera about Elon Musk and and his world, uh, and the world of Teslas. And like I say, we always we'll point out good things. There's yeah. not a lot of good things this week. I guess one could be sort of good thing.
1: One entertaining entertaining,
0: thing. yeah, uh, I don't think it would end well for one of the people <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so we start as the Tesla turns this week, with every Tesla model getting a massive price increase
1: we We told you so, yeah, three years ago.
0: So here's the range from two thousand, that's the lowest priced increase to the largest price increase of 12500 The rear-drive Model 3, with its standard battery range, was increased by $2,000 to a starting price of 46990 And the long-range and performance models have been handed uh, a $2,500 and 3000 increase. Okay. And the long, the Model Y long range have been increased by three thousand dollars. And okay. uh, here it goes the Model X and the Model S. The Model S long range all wheel drive will cost you five thousand dollars more, so ninety nine thousand nine hundred dollars. While the Plaid is now six thousand dollars more expensive. At a hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars nine ninety, hmm. crazy, right? Um,
1: pretty soon we're talking real money. <laughs> um, now, why why do you suppose uh, these expensive models are jumping in price? I, I understand the lesser ones because, you know, his cost of building them were really high uh,
0: I think it's because he can do it he can do it I mean yeah. I think there are yeah. I think some of the components did go up in price and we have inflation but um, I think um, he can do it people buy it so uh, that's it if you mm-hmm. can get away with it he can do it it is his version of dealers market adjustment you know Uh but people yeah. people buy these things i i see them all around i don't quite get it but that that's me but uh and me and you <laughs> but and they still <laughs> the doors don't fit right or the uh, still there's still there's one where they they put various different color interior parts inside like you know like you order a, a beige interior and some of the trim parts are silver and so, some of them are beige you know, and none of them are completely <laughs> attached correctly. So I don't know. I, I, I guess just good enough and high price goes along there. Well, let's talk about this as part of our As the Tesla Turns. Tesla fired a whistleblower who leaked full self-driving footage. Of course, full self-driving is the idea that it is an autonomous level five vehicle. Uh, uh, Of course, Elon Musk says this is ready to go. Uh, Most people say it is not ready to go. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, So this person named John Bernal lost his job because he posted um, videos, test videos of the Tesla full self-driving software to his YouTube channel, AI Addicts. And uh, he showed how it would fail and hit cones and things like that. Uh, He said he did not divulge company secrets on any of his channels, nor did he show any unreleased software or products. Um, In the video, he showed a Model 3 veering erratically into parking bollards, those are those poles, for seemingly no reason. The incident caused minor damage to his car. And he was verbally told his videos were a conflict of interest and he was fired from well, Tesla. Now, they're, what, a con-
1: they're a conflict of truth.
0: Now, what's not clear, it wasn't while he was driving a company car and testing it. That, to me, I think might be a problem. But if it was his own car and he had bought it and he had turned full self-driving on and then it screwed up... Um, I don't think that's a problem for posting that probably not smart to do. If you want to continue to work at your company, because there's a saying that you don't do something where you eat. If you know what I mean.
1: I have a neighbor um, up the way who just bought one, two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we were standing outside in the nice weather this week. And he was telling me this is fully autonomous. I can plug in my destination and sit in the back seat
0: Oh, no. And I
1: said, I said, listen, you've got to trust me on this. I am an expert on this. Do not do that. You, you will die.
0: Yeah, first um, off, it's know, incredibly illegal. <laughs> of course it is. And it, it's it. not going to work.
1: But he was, I mean, I, not that I think he would do it, but he was just so confident in the, in the BS that he's been fed uh, that this is autonomous. And I explained to him why it's not, uh, and all of the other factors. And he, you know, uh, he took it well. Um, did
0: your, did your finger get stuck in the inch and a half gap between the doors?
1: (laughs) Oh, I was afraid to (laughs) lean on the door.
0: All right. Well, that was a cheap shot, but Let's talk, yeah. about, let's talk about this. Um, this was the bizarrest as the Tesla turn story. By
1: this, by the way, I, I have to applaud Musk for doing this.
0: Well, saying he, this. he knows how to work social media, let's face it. Sure. So he challenged Putin to a beatdown to the finish. He says, um, I'll take you on hand-to-hand combat, single combat for the fate of Ukraine. Um. OK, I, I don't I don't think of I mean, I think Musk is a, a genius guy and very interesting. I don't think of him as a cage fighter, though, do you?
1: <laughs> well, he he I, in my estimation, estimation, he seems to be very, very fit.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't. Um, I don't know. And
1: as as okay, a, he seems as meant. a as a world class athlete myself.
0: <laughs> well, a, <laughs> that a,
1: even uh, makes me laugh. Um, uh,
0: you know, I don't. You know, he he said he would fight him for that. I don't know. I guess he would get a uh, a, a plaid if he if if Putin won, he would get a uh, yeah uh, Model S plaid. But anyway. So it got even weirder because this Chechen leader said – he said you need – he was saying this to Musk. You need to pump up those muscles in order to change from gentle Ilana, of course playing on his name, into brutal Elon, into the brutal Elon you need to be. I've virtually heard in my head, I'm going to pump you up, (laughs) you know, from the old (laughs) Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Now, and then Musk changed his name on social media to Ilana. Isn't that funny?
1: That's pretty cool. Now (laughs) I'm aware that Putin is a fourth degree black belt judo guy. Judo. Um, I have a black belt in dancing. (laughs) You live for my feet are lethal weapons. Um, But. I, I, you know, but Putin is 69 years old.
0: I, I don't, I, I haven't thought about the actual physical nature yeah. of this. Well,
1: it it would never happen. No. But, but it's just fun to
0: It would speculate. be the ultimate pay-per-view event though, so. It,
1: imagine <laughs> what they could charge for, for that. the pay-per-view.
0: Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub.
1: I'm Les Jackson.
0: We'll see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.